0: Welcome, everybody, to Funeral Nation episode 241. That is Jeff, the Funeral Commander Harbison. I am Ryan Thogmartin, and this is the Funeral Professions only weekly news show. And Dagon, Jeff, we're doing it again. I'm in the middle of a mountain in Prescott, Arizona, and at a retreat with, with my family. And you're in Scottsdale, Phoenix area, and we're just making it happen.
1: Yeah, um, next week you're going to be in Deer Valley somewhere on a yes. mountain, and I'm going to be in the mountains of West Virginia.
0: So, uh, so the mountains. The show must us. go
1: on, right? That's right. That's right. That's
0: that's exactly right. And the only way the show goes on, our friends at CNJ Financial, uh, love Jamie, love you, your team, all the guys and ladies over there that that just. The way that you deliver for funeral homes and and the way you deliver for families that's that's the real that's the real win. Um, so I think we have a, a promo to roll for CNJ Financial.
1: We may be the largest insurance assignment company in the funeral profession, but that doesn't mean we've lost touch with our roots here in Rainbow City, Alabama. Our priorities still come down to a welcoming smile and a handshake that says we keep our promises. With all the tools and technologies that assure blazing fast turnaround, what really matters is much more old school, personal responsibility, integrity, relationships, and the pride that comes from hearing yet another client say, you came through for us when it mattered. CNJ eliminates the challenges that funeral homes have in processing insurance death claims. If cash flow is vital to your business, welcome home. Yep. Let me tell you, CNJ, we do it right. If the funeral hasn't been paid for, it's not over with. So let's have that conversation. So Ryan, uh, prior to coming here on live on the show, we were having a discussion that's becoming prevalent, I think, in our profession about what the requirements are for funeral professionals to be funeral professionals. Now, yes. this is going to be fun Because we have some folks that are stark adamant that uh, you have to do this, that, and the other. But why don't you start with yours from a conversation you had, you don't have to mention who they were, about the trouble that they're facing. Yeah, I mean,
0: I would say 85% of the funeral professionals I've talked to in the last year are struggling finding employees, finding help. And one of the barriers to entry is the fact that the requirements are massively different in every state and that being able to become a funeral director. I I mean, here's the thing that baffles me. Yeah. I, I am less qualified to be a funeral director in the state of Ohio being in this profession for 17 years and, and knowing the ins and outs of it. However, if I had a four-year degree in underwater basket weaving and never stepped foot in the profession, all of a sudden I'm more qualified to be a funeral director. That doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever.
1: No, and it gets worse from there because, you know, once you get qualified or you go to school, I'm going to visit uh, Guppin Jones in Georgia in a few weeks, uh, going down to see uh, with Sean, my man, that uh, right. is carrying the flag for us. But I was getting ready to share that uh, in different states, you have to have an apprenticeship for a year. You know, some of them are longer. I mean, give me a break. Okay, here's the bottom line. Um, Take any other profession out here, carve it out. A nurse, an RN, an RN finishes school, they take a state board. When they're out, they go get on-the-job training, and then they go to work. Okay, so why is it our profession, for whatever major magical reason, do you, okay, Gupton Jones or to another uh, mortuary school, Cincinnati, absolutely. But at the end of it, why are you required to have a year long apprenticeship? I mean, no, the military for God's sakes, you go to basic training, your technical, we'll call it AIT for six months, you get out and you start working, right? you're not an apprentice, you're you're doing your job. And in some respects, it's really hurting us now simply because there's more people leaving our profession than coming in. And there's not a lot to choose from. And we talk about this a couple of times. This is the number one problem in our profession.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I would agree with you. It's a huge problem. There's a bottleneck and it's, you know, and, and, as we've talked about, the death rate is increasing. We're starting to see the, the, the baby boomer you know, entering into that, that swing over the next 10 to 15 years. This isn't a problem that's going to go away. And if the barrier to entry remains so high, and yes, there's the argument of, well, this is a dignified profession and it comes with responsibility. You know what? Yes, it is dignified. Yes, it comes with heavy responsibility, but there's nothing that makes me more qualified because I went to a four year college to be empathetic to somebody and plan and to deliver and to provide a service. I, I Yeah. Um, so I, I think really you and I could go pretty deep on this and pretty long on this, but I think I think our responsibility here is to. Like this is a platform that we have to start the conversation. We, again, we say, you say it all the time. We're not reporting the news or we're not making the news. We're just reporting what is happening in the conversations that are happening and giving these conversations the space they need to be carried on. So like, I, let's make this a conversation. Are the requirements to be a funeral director too high? Are we, a lot of the rules that we have and the regulations that we have were to prevent certain individuals from getting into the profession, period. It was a preventative measure versus a measure- don't say that
1: that out loud on here.
0: No, I just did. It was a preventative measure. It wasn't a measure to increase those coming into the profession to serve.
1: I'm with you. And look, um, there's different facets of our profession. I I mean, I owned a funeral home. I operated one, and then Balmer, doesn't necessarily have the skills of a great arranger, all right? Mm -hmm. The great arranger doesn't necessarily have the skills of conducting a funeral. Mm -hmm. They could be three different positions out here. And so saying, hey, you have to be all these things to be a director? No. And by the way, listen, I'm asking, come on, we're starting the conversation. Let's start doing somebody out there, doing an analysis. I'm going to call it again, an RN. A young person finishes school, goes to nursing school, gets their RN degree, two year, not necessarily four. Same thing in profession. Where are they in five years, pay-wise, et cetera?
0: That's good. That's good.
1: Folks, all we're trying to say is you got to do better, all right? And the powers that be in these states that have made these ridiculous requirements, you know what? Sorry, um, you're starting to really... Hurt your profession rather than help it. Yeah. the days over yeah. of this preventative blocking, whatever you're doing is uh, is. Yep. Uh, I'm going to let you get back to your family and what? Hey, don't you love Arizona? To get this, yeah, you're outside. Great. You're I north am. of me about an hour and a half, right? Yep. Uh, yep. About four thousand feet elevation. It's
0: chilly.
1: It's chilly. If you went another hour north of you, you'd be in a frozen tundra. Yeah. Literally with snow and ice and twelve thousand feet. All so Arizona. uh Arizona. Winters uh, in
0: Arizona or how we should winter. All of us should get to experience it.
1: I, I agree. And I, I will tell you, as a dear friend and a brother, um, you go on north, enjoy it. I'll stay down here with my short. I'm freezing today, <laughs> it's gonna be seventy.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a little chilly. It was 24 last night. That's why I have this hat on to cover the old ears. I'm, I've got accustomed to custom the
1: warmth. I'm with you. I, uh, I'm going to West Virginia to speak at their midwinter conference in Charleston next week. This weekend, over the weekend, it's somewhere around six degrees overnight. I don't Ooh. even know what that is. And so uh, no. I'm, luck, I'm waiting to show up till Monday. So, how about that? Okay. <laughs> Uh, Well, hey,
0: I appreciate you. This is a good conversation. Um, Let your voice be heard. Put it in the comments, whether you're watching this on YouTube or Facebook or whatever you choose to watch it on. Join in the conversation because this is one that uh, I don't think is going to go away. And I think it's going to be a pretty big conversation. You heard it here first. That's it. So
1: we look forward to hearing from you. If you don't, if you don't speak, you don't get heard. So uh, that's right. Let's see what y'all got to say out there. All right, right. champ, you take care of yourself.
0: Okay, until next time, have a great effing week. Out here.